everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. But once again, we are at the fair. We're at mm-hmm. the expo. Mm-hmm. It's not like we've left Tay behind anywhere. We're not going off to war just yet. Tay joins us again. Tay, hi. I'm actually stranded at the expo. You did leave oh, me behind no. there. It's really crud. It's there's so many people. It's it's that uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine clip, right? Like like my best friend Charles. We left Charles, <laughs> right? It's like, but we've gone too far. No, we have to go back. No, we actually like, have, we to, have go to go back for Tay. Oh God. Um, yeah, yeah, Tay, you're here again. <laughs> yes, it's me. Hello. I'm here again. Much less invention talk and much mm-hmm. more. Nationalism? Much more talking about my sweet, sweet baby boys. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. And it's it's a it's a good little scene. I like this because um it is such a good transition. So mm-hmm. of the to kind of re- real quick take a step backwards. Actually, let me give you the timestamp first. Sorry, yeah. I'm a I'm being a fool here. Do your job, um, Colin. I know. Uh, so this is from Captain America First Avenger. Uh, this is going to be 13 minutes and 7 seconds through 14 minutes and 55 seconds. So just a few seconds before that is, you know, Bucky is like with the two girls. And of course, Steve is like right behind them. And he's kind of like, oh, wow, you know, look, look at that. Isn't that crazy? Wow. And he's like, isn't that right, Steve? And he turns around and goes, Steve. And of course, Steve is nowhere to be found because, boom, smash cut to United States Armed Services Recruitment. <laughs> In all caps, just a giant building. Steve Rogers walks past an Uncle Sam on stilts to get there, which makes him even shorter. Sure. Um, And I do think there's lots to be said about recruitment stations at conventions and fairs, but you know, that that'll be maybe some other day. Um, (laughs) And so then we see a man step onto a pressure plate and it lights up a mirror and reflects his face onto this like body of a soldier. And he smiles big and his girl laughs and she's like, come on soldier. Come on. soldier." Uh, It's like, it's both kind of cute. And also it's like, okay, settle down. I told you I'm a pacifist. Um, (laughs) And she yanks him away. Then Steve steps up to plate, and it's an immediate swing and a miss as he steps onto the plate, and it lights up the hole for his face, and it is about a full foot too short. Um, which, you know, basically his eyes and most of his nose barely make it into the picture. Yeah. Um, and I think that's great. It is also the reason we don't talk frequently about um, our names on Zoom, uh, but, you know, James and I always do that thing. <laughs> Where we change things. I saw this scene, and like the first time I saw that, I was like, "Yeah, relatable." Like I got that. <laughs> the, the plight of the short king. Um, and James, James's name is. You must be this tall to join this army, and that is also. I laughed very hard. Really funny, it. yeah. Um, but yeah, I felt that. I, like as as a man who's five seven, I was like, "Yeah, Steve, it's tough out here." Um, and uh, so that that's his little thing, and he's he's just barely seeing himself, right? His little nose and eyeballs reflecting over. Steve is looking at himself here and then Bucky pushes him. And it's like, you've pushed him far too hard. He is, <laughs> he is frail he's uh, because so hard. he actually goes like, not exactly flying, but he does move quite a bit. He does. He um, does. Bucky Great pushes physicality him, on, on my boy says, Chris Evans. Absolutely. And he says, come on, you're kind of missing the point of a double date. We're taking the girls dancing. Also, Bucky, no, you're taking the girls dancing. Like, <laughs> You're also taking Steve dancing. You know, it's like, it's not weird. It's just always what's Bucky doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve tells him to, to to go ahead and he'll catch up. 
Bucky immediately loses the, the smile. He's like, okay, listen, I know what you're doing. Stop it, right? And he says, you're really going to do this again? You know, who are you going to be this time? Steve from Ohio. So they get into it. They kind of argue back and forth. And Bucky ends it with, they'll catch you. Or worse, they'll actually take you. That is such a hard line to hear because part of me is like, as a friend, you should be supportive. But also, sometimes as a friend, you have to give the hard truths to people. Really kind of a tough line to walk there on that one. But the thing is that he is right, unfortunately. He's and out then of they line, continue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Out of, <laughs> you might be out of pocket, but... You're not wrong. Uh, okay. Yeah. So they continue to argue about it. And then Stanley Tucci, I mean, sorry, the Tucci. Nope. The sorry. Tucci. The Rhino. Mm-hmm. No, that's also mm-hmm. not it. Uh, Dr. Erskine there you go. Uh, walks there down the hall and overhears Steve being vehement about applying. He's like, no, I've got to. Steve goes, come on. Sorry, Bucky, come on. There are men laying down their lives. I got no right to do any less than them. That's what you don't understand. This isn't about me. It And mm-hmm. Bucky fights back with right because you have nothing to prove and Bucky is again right and it's hard truth to swallow I think one of the dates yells again very ADR uh, after Bucky and asks if they're going dancing he turns the charm back on and says yes you you yes we are and Bucky kind of gives up and says don't do anything stupid until I get back Roger says how can I you're taking all the stupid with you then they kiss nope Hang on one. Sorry, they don't. Sorry, sorry, that's my fanfic notes. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) If only. Uh, They call each other names and they hug. Bucky says, sorry, um, he tells Bucky rather, be careful. Don't win the war till I get there. Bucky salutes and runs off with the girls. Rogers walks down the hall and Erskine notices and then follows him. Um, I, I can tell that James has something to say, so I'll, I'll hold on to my last note for a second. Oh, what, okay. What's up, James? Uh, thanks for watching my eager face. Um, in the in the novelization, Steve from Ohio is exactly still right there. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's this paragraph that broke my heart. It was the first time Bucky had ever voiced his fears about Steve fighting in the war. Steve was taken aback by his friend's honesty. I was like, oh, that's <gasps> a, that's the yeah. Oh my God. I'm gonna it's cry. really crazy because like that's also what I wrote for my fanfic where he then <laughs> says, I hate that you care so much. And then they, ca- no, sorry. Steve um, was taken sorry. in the back by, all right. Um, Listen, this- no, Marvel he- are cowards. Yeah. They could have yeah. kissed and in fact they should have. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't. And then they um, did it. They're just roommates, right? <laughs> oh my just- God. They were roommates. Men, were men roommates. about town, confirmed bachelors. Um, the this isn't a back alley scrap, Steve. It's a war. No, Steve corrected. It's the war, the war we can't lose. This is the one that counts, and I mean to be counted, which I feel is actually a little bit better. A little bit kind of yeah, yeah. Um, that is really good. I bet you that it. was in the script. It probably got cut for time. That, well, that's right. And he was like, "I'm gonna keep that in. It's good. Yeah, some good shit." Yeah, novelizations are so wild because they get the script so early that it's like. Who's this dragon? We cut the dragon. I don't even know. <laughs> right. And they, they go, I, I published this and now I look the like dragon's an idiot. The now main I look character. stupid. Yeah. Do you realize what you've done to me? You dragged my name through the mud. I got the tattoo of the dragon. Um, yeah. I, to commemorate this incredible book that I just published. They, uh, they call each other punk and jerk. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I... Here's the two thoughts I had that I didn't do research on. Last episode, I was like, you could calculate how much energy it would take to keep a car afloat by blah, 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 blah. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. And this time I was like, you know, there was a time when calling someone a punk was not pretty, great. Yeah, pretty not good, actually. Like, not great in terms of, like, what you're, yeah. 
And I, I don't, I think it was before this. I think it I looked it up for, for yeah. Newsies and that was not a great time to call someone a punk, but, uh, but like 50 years later, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably fine. There's a, it was a, the, <laughs> one of the darker episodes of Newsies minute was when I told about what the various definitions for punk are in the turn of the century. Uh, oh God. Yikes. Yeah. Not great. Not great. Well, <laughs> what is great though is, uh, one of the things that I really liked was, uh, one of my only notes that I have for this scene was what I really like is when he walks off with the girls and Bucky says, come on, girls, they're playing our song. Yeah. Which is actually weirdly, like, extremely true because currently the music that's playing underneath that scene uh, is called Farewell to Bucky um, by <gasps> Alan Silvestri. That's down. Whoa. Yeah. Alan <laughs> Silvestri uses part of this theme again later, and I'm hoping that I remember to mention it when it comes back up. Uh, but it's honestly, I think it's one of the nicest pieces of music on the mm. entire soundtrack. Come on, girls, they're playing our songs. Like, Bucky, they are playing your song I right mean, you now. Know, somebody did that. Somebody did yeah, that. Absolutely. Somebody at Marvel yeah. was like, I have an idea. Yeah, let's exactly. ADR again and let's have Bucky say. Yeah. Um, we talked about uh, Alan Silvestri back mm-hmm. in uh, the first episode of... Uh, of this movie back with uh, James in uh, with the red skull, because we talked about sort of the directors and writers. We talked about Alan Silvestri back then. Um, so we are big fans. We talked about it and we will talk about it in the in future for an episode that hasn't actually been recorded <laughs> yet. About yeah. in the past and in the future, in the past so and in the, the future past time is weird. Um, I wrote, mm-hmm. so That's I have right? one note for, for Avengers ensemble. And then I have farewell to Bucky in my notes. And I was like, why did I summarize the scene? And then why did I summarize the scene in such a dramatic way? And for it to be called, that's the track that's playing. You are going to see him again. It's such a weird thing that, yeah. I was like, farewell to Bucky is, I guess what happens. Why did I, but it's not my episode. Why did I summarize? That's why. That's why. Uh, Before we do the Avengers ensemble though, uh, just since since we're still in the scene here, uh, Tay, I know you've got some thoughts on I this scene. I have lots of thoughts. Okay. <laughs> so I almost want to go through it like line by line. That's go not going to be conducive to a podcast. Okay. But so this is like, besides the moment in the alley, right? Which mm. you have talked about, have not talked yes, about. We have. Uh, <laughs> we will have. We will, we have, will had. have had in the past future <laughs> X-Men. Um, the, yeah. Besides the moment in the alley, this is the first moment in which you can see that these people deeply care about each other. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And to have their goodbye be this moment of like this, this one line, like don't do anything stupid till I get back. How can I, you're taking all the stupid with you. And then they have a, you're a punk jerk. And they hug yeah. like that is brotherhood. Like that is just such deep. Like I'm saying goodbye to you because you're going to war and I'm calling you a jerk. Because I yeah. love you so much that I cannot talk about it right now. Yeah, I just ugh, it hurts my heart because I love them so much. Um, yeah, you, yes. Imagine breaking. <laughs> do you guys know uh, a League of Their Own? The movie League of Their Own. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen most things. Okay, so <laughs> Tay, quick summary: It is uh, this, but women's baseball, um, ah. and, and also no superheroes <laughs> and no Nazis, but Bill Pullman. Um, <laughs> So, so, um, so exactly the same. Uh, just to be clear, you, that was like that was a plus. You weren't saying there's yeah. no Nazis. Oh no, Bill, but in in but, place, but in place of the Nazis, there's Bill, Bill Pullman. Pullman. Yeah. Bill, I was like, Bill Pullman. Yikes, no, we, we like Bill Pullman. The Sorry, most choice clear. Bill Pullman casting because he's there for like two scenes, and in one of the scenes, he gets to make out with Gina Davis. Like, it's pretty pretty. And the other one, he gets to joke <laughs> around with Tom Hanks. It's literally like, and then he's gone. 
Um, in that movie, Gina Davis and Lori Petty play sisters who are constantly basically like they're on the same team for a while and they're sort of always sibling rivalry, but then they get on opposite teams and there's a moment where this exact same thing, I mean, neither of them go off to war because they're women and they're fighting. They're not fighting. They're playing women's baseball. baseball. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's Um, work to be clear. Oh yeah. For sure. Cheerleading sports. Absolutely. 100%. Um, and they have this back and forth, like nag mule, like, you know, this, I'd never made that connection before, but it's exactly this same banter of like, I'm saying mean things, but I miss you. Because I love you yeah. so goddamn much. <laughs> I love um, you, but I can't say it to your face because I'm nervous about feelings. Right, right. And right. it's also 1943, and if I say that, right. yeah, and this I will is be too, thrown out of the army. Like, yeah. the, the history of, of Bucky and Steve, I don't know if they talk about it in a lot of words like or, or when but like they mm-hmm. raised each other essentially yeah. um i feel like steve was like an orphan or something and like lived with bucky or is it the other way around i can't remember i feel like one of them doesn't have parents in 1934 yeah yeah we've just released this episode which i'm saying in air quotes because it hasn't at the time of recording this on uh, april 21st 2022 mm-hmm. we haven't actually aired the episode yet but we have recorded it in uh winter soldier uh, there's a flashback scene yes. to, one second, there is a train passing. Oh. Hold for train. In that scene, though, you know, Rogers uh, is just coming back from having buried his mom. Yes. And they are, obviously, they never say it. Oh, no, they do, because he says he's, he's, he's like, she's right next to dad. Me. Oh, he's right next yeah. to dad. Because yeah. for a second, I was I was thinking, like, they didn't actually say in the movie that, like, his dad's dead, but, like, clearly he is. But then I remember that line. But, like. The big thing is, like, Bucky is, like, you know, you should come live with us. Yeah. We've talked about it. We think it would be good for you to come live with us, and we want you to come live with us. And he has this really cute line where he, hang on, actually, I, I definitely still have the notes. We can set out me. mattresses on the floor like we used to as kids or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. The, the, the couch cushions, I think, <laughs> yeah. is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. And also, like, you are to- two full-grown men at this point. Yeah. yeah well, um, one of you is. Well. Yeah. <laughs> one of you is uh. half-grown and one of you is... <laughs> Listen, he's as grown as he's going to get. Well, well naturally. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Unless. Okay, Captain America <laughs> is just one body-sized BBL. Discuss. Um, mm, I'd actually no. not like to discuss. No, I, I certainly would not like to either. Also, technically, that's just the movement of fat. I don't know what that means. You know what? You don't want to. No, I it's think. fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't have the time or like luggage to actually unpack correct, that. Correct, correct. It's cool because in both movies... They include a line that come back for the characters. Yes. Uh-huh. So in that first scene, they have, I'm with you to the end of the line, pal. Yeah. And in this one, they have the, don't do anything stupid till I get back. And he's like, how can I? You're taking, taking all the stupid with you. Right? I'm Icarus. I am. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're just, we're hitting that all the. the other day, and it made me laugh so hard to walk. Like, think about just a man being, you asking a question and they're like, I am Icarus. Anyway, you can cut all of that. It was so funny. No, no, no. You're fine. I, we're hitting all the, uh, the, the greatest hits here right now. I think. Um, the iconic lines of the MCU. Yeah. You know? <laughs> truly, truly iconic. It's, you know, the first two that we said from Captain, from Captain America's movies. Uh, you know, Captain's I am America. Iron Man. I am Iron Man. I am inevitable. Right. And, I am the Hulk. Um, what I is... am Icarus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Obviously, uh, yeah. right in there so with good. all the great lines. In a way, Tony Stark was quoting Icarus. I mean, that's you really think <laughs> You're about it. Yeah. So right, <laughs> it's just that that's the prequel now at this point. So oh, yeah, exactly. I've really thought about exactly. that. Um, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. so they they these are these are just so clearly two people who love each other so much and who have mm. spent 
who know each other so deeply, so intimately. And it's like, like you said, like Bucky is very scared for Steve to yeah. potentially be in a situation that he could get hurt or killed or whatever. Right. Right. So there's that. And mm-hmm. then there's the aspect of Steve being a person who knows that he is not equipped to go into a war and right. still wanting so desperately to do something to help. And yeah. like it was that moment with the doctor where it was mm-hmm. like this adult man, but also kid is like, look at him. He's teeny tiny. He cannot go child. to war. He's got all of these health issues, yeah. like all of this stuff. The first thing and, would be enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's interesting because they have a line in there too. Like the, I didn't you know, go line for line because sometimes I try to help it move forward just a little bit because I know my editorializing will keep it probably the same length. But like. He has the line where he's talking to Bucky. He's like, I mean, what do you want me to do? Collect my scrap in my wagon. little red wagon? Yeah. yeah it's so like, cute. Scra- I and do. he's like, yeah, dude. He's like, like, I yeah, want you to do that. I don't want you to die in a war because of your body. <laughs> I got to say that the funny thing to me about that, though, is that like I do feel like he would say, yeah, I want you to collect scrap in your little red wagon. And he would then get a letter saying, your friend has died from tetanus collecting <laughs> scrap in his <laughs> red wagon. Like, no. are you kidding me? <laughs> What? Right here. That is literally the joke I was thinking of. And I was like, really? don't, That's don't. So funny. I, I was like, it's the like, what if episode where, mm-hmm. what if season two, episode three, Steve Rogers dies of tetanus? Christ it's alive. Just it's like... Iron Man. It's just going to kill you. <laughs> Boo! Boo! <laughs> it proves that, that Steve can't beat Iron Man without mm-hmm. Bucky, though. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's true. I guess that's, that's true. That's what happens we'll see both what that means. times. Bucky's the one that, uh, you know, so they like each other. No, I was going to say to have to have Steve be a person who just wants to help. Mm-hmm. And like he's like this is like in the in the novelization he's like this is the war. Like Yeah. I just want to do something. I don't want to I don't want to be like there are men laying down their lives. I got no right to do anything less than them. It feels like he didn't get a part in the play that he like it feels very like <laughs> I didn't get cast. Well, you can work tech. Well, I want to work tech. <laughs> But it doesn't feel like that because it's a war. Other people get to be trees in this show. Why can't I also be a tree? Did you say treason? Oh, no, I said tre- trees in this show. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it, I, it skirts the line for me because in one way, I'm like, it mm. is about, like, it's, when Bucky's like, yeah, because you, you have, have nothing, nothing to prove. prove. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that was really point. cool how you said that at the same time. I just want to <laughs> yeah. point that out. I got chills for a second. I was like, oh, whoa, that was cool. We did it. All that we rehearsal, it. worth it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, all the rehearsal know, it, was cut. In in part of in part of me, I'm like, yeah, like he, you know, he's super brave, and you know, he he goes out to that fight knowing he's gonna get his ass kicked and all that stuff. But in another way, it's like there. I mean, like, okay, you don't have to collect scrap metal in your little red wagon, but like, you're a smart dude. Like That's true. You could find a Howard Stark uh, stomper. Oh, no, no, no. Never mind. Nope. That's, no, that's, that's later. That seems far-fetched. You could also, you know, you know, he's very clearly a talented artist. He could be, like, you know, part of the press, uh, yeah. like people that go in with the army. Yeah. You could probably get a job could, doing that. Yeah, yeah I feel like... The Red Skull and then fight. There's yeah. definitely the aspect of, like, you you are a small person and you want to prove... Sure. That you can do the war, right? <laughs> you can do war. <laughs> you can do the war. You can do the war. Um, but there's also like, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this because it's so deeply far in the future for do all of you. Um, but the aspect of like when when it came time to have a quote unquote new Captain America, 
And the person that they picked was the person who wanted to be better than everyone. And that's why he was a bad mm-hmm. Captain America. Mm-hmm. Like the reason that Steve was the right pick for this is because he only wanted to do good. Like he only wanted to help. And that is why it worked out for him. Because if it, it were went. purely a selfish thing, if it were purely like, mm-hmm. I want to be doing the fight with all of the other strong men, like he would not have been the right choice for this. Right. Sure. And I don't know. That's like a lot of extra context in the background of like this one scene, but like, now I ain't gonna lie to you. The boys done and messed up. They went off on a tangent and just derailed the entire show. Let's get back on track, shall we? Tangents. We got off on a very large tangent. <laughs> so is there there's not much left in the scene, but is there any other thoughts that you have on the rest of the scene? I like that the the scientist just happens to overhear this conversation. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. very That's lucky. Movie plot. You know, right. He just happens to walk out and be like, This is this is my guy. This yeah. is the perfect yeah. guy. Oh, I just happened to catch him. <laughs> he is this small one. like me. Yes, okay. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Uh, oh, I may have already meant no, this is the first time we're seeing him. Awesome. He took this part because he wanted to do a German accent in the movie. Is, what? Is, That's all the the, the two just like I want to do a German accent. Yes, I'll be this guy. That's oh, fine. That's amazing, Stanley Tucci. <laughs> You do it, Stanley Tucci. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man. Speaking of whom, Colin, <gasps> yeah. uh, is it time for me to do a little Avengers Ensemble Tooch style? Uh, I think so, yeah. Avengers Ensemble. Uh, Dr. Erskine is played by uh, Stanley the Tooch Tucci. Um, the Rhino. <laughs> he Here's some stuff that he's been in. He's also like a legend so like yeah Uh um he was in and uh tay this is going in reverse order because i just go down the imdb so this Uh, is uh most recent to yeah um uh he was in 12 episodes of bojack horseman Mm. he was in transformers number four and five the hunger games one through four uh one episode of 30 rock he was in muppets most wanted which i wrote because Mm -hmm. someone else in this movie was also in muppets most wanted weirdly um, he was in Easy A in one of my favorite father yes. roles of all time. Uh, he was in The Lovely Bones, which I th- he was the killer in that. I think. Oh uh, my god! Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, he was also in Julie and Julia, which I'm told people don't like, but I really liked a lot. Um, the Tale of Despero, The Devil Wears Prada, which he was excellent in, uh, Road to Perdition, The Pelican Brief. He was in Beethoven, the movie about the, the dog. The dog that, movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. which is actually 30 years old, like two weeks ago, which is fun. <laughs> wow. No. And three episodes of Miami Vice, uh, which I would like to track down and watch because I bet he has hair. So <laughs> um, that's it. That's Stanley Tucci. Um, Man, you know, Stanley. I know this isn't like nerd culture, but like in a way, I feel like it kind of is. He kind of he currently has this show where he's like, I think it's for CNN, where yeah. he does this whole like traveling and like eating and cooking thing, yeah. and it's very enjoyable. And like my mom absolutely loves that show, uh, but like he is like so good at. The, I mean, like not that he's bad at acting and other things, because <laughs> we just mentioned things that we enjoy him in, yeah. but like. That that feels like his natural habitat, that work, and uh-huh. so like I want to say that like for like the cooking nerds, yeah, 
that is something to he check also out. just wrote a book about cooking he, i believe he did yeah. yeah and it has actual recipes in it too so like when he mentions the recipes like he tells you how to make yeah. it which i think mm. is very cool like a grilled cheese sandwich or like a like a quesadilla oh, so good what's one oh more um uh like a, just a cup a glass of water but tucci style <laughs> What's the what's the Tucci style version of a glass of water? It's just a glass of vodka. Three ice cubes. Take one out after you put it in. Three in, one out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so three in, pour water, then one out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Amazing. What do you then do with that extra? Touch a lime, but don't put the lime in the water. Just have it right. near you while you drink it. Just like oh, so touch like a, lime. a lime and then just have it. You have it to in touch a hand. lime. Yeah, got it. Got it's it. Got in, it got yeah, it. drink the drink the drink drink the water with the mm-hmm. hand that you touch the lime with. You'll get right, a little right, right, little right. bit of a taste. So I just didn't like realize drinking, that he invented um, LaCroix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the, the inventor. Joke. Yeah. So I think it's the second time this episode where like a joke has come up, right? <laughs> yeah. Or was that the last episode? No, that was, that was this one. That was you this one? It, you did it twice. Yeah, Tetanus. Tetanus and uh, LaCroix. Yeah, tetanus. My favorite <laughs> cop show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Johnny Title Tetanus. Of my I'm LaCroix Which one is the loose cannon? A LaCroix. LaCroix. Weirdly. Obviously. He's all bubbly. He's effervescent, but also, you know. He'll explode on you. Are we doing a podcast? <laughs> I think so. No, we're hanging out with friends. We're just and vibing. We're just happening, happening to hit record. Mm-hmm. So I have a question, though. Ooh. It's something that I thought about earlier when I saw, like, the giant, like, again, you're at a fair or festival or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Woodstock. The future of tomorrow. And it's supposed to be all about science. But what's at the heart and center of it? U.S. nationalism, baby. Uh, and so they have this big, like, here's the thing. It's not like a tent. No, it's right? huge. It's no. a full-on building. It's yeah. a structure. No, I, I will say at these World's Fairs, they did, like, build actual, like, cities to, to, to they may have constructed know, this for the that's thing. That's pretty but, wild, you know what I mean? But that, yeah. that's what I'm saying is, like, you know, you're building these structures for, like, stages and, like, these, you know, big museum-like units, like, you know, Smithsonian-type things. But then yeah. you're like, mm, you know what this place needs? Someone's like another pretzel stand. Like no, no, we have to go to People, war. You're missing we gotta it. Put yeah, a place to put all our flags on. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and like, and we need a guy on stilts to walk around the giant circular building here. Oh, scary, um, so as scary. if Steve Rogers needs another guy that's way taller than him. Walking <laughs> I know. Around. And that's why he, he's he actually just crossed right through his legs. Like, this feels think symbolic. Yeah. So, yeah. Uncle Sam always looking over me. Um, <laughs> Taunting. Uh, so my thought, though, is that uh, actually maybe I should clarify this because my thought process was based off of my high school career. Mm. Um, but maybe things were different for y'all. So did you ever have like school lunches or anything like that where then you would just like walk out of the cafeteria or maybe somewhere in the corner of a the cafeteria? There would just be like military recruiters. Yeah. And they sure. would just be like. Come over here, and if you can do ten push-ups, we'll give you like a free pencil or whatever. But then, yes, they didn't talk like, to me. Yeah, and then also be like, but hey, you can do ten push-ups. Maybe you want to join the army later. Actually, yeah. no. Really? Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. I I remember seeing like in TV and stuff like tables for ROTC in college. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm sure they had them in college. There were a lot of boots that I ignored when I was in college, but like, I oh, don't yeah, remember sure. there being any in high school. My school was very, um, hmm, how do I I'm, say this? I'm so excited to know what this adjective is going to be. Because I, I have know, no I'm idea. Trying to, I'm trying I to, know. Pick- I'm, I'm pumped. My, <laughs> my, my school, I lived in a not wealthy school district, mm-hmm. but like, okay well off like my school district was one of the best in the area um Mm -hmm. and 
so they poured a lot of money into like sports and right. our arts program. Um, and they, you know, pushed kids towards that. They weren't like, you need to mm, right. go to the army so that you can right. have a, a make something of your life and go to college. True. Like we, we had like actual like <laughs> like that we had money we our school had money and right. so we we didn't they didn't do that they were like sports and arts and um, that yeah I, that is also like a, a large issue that like yeah. america faces which is that like disproportionately they will visit schools in uh predominantly not wealthy areas right um where and like that's the thing is like they would show up at like my high school when i was growing up which was a very well-off area. Mm. It was the most expensive county in the state. And up until I think a couple of years ago, it was uh, one of the most expensive counties in America for like 15, 20 years straight, like top five. Like it was, it Howard County, Maryland is ungodly expensive. Um, and like the school system though has just, I mean, dollar dollar bills, you know? Mm. And it was like that thing where like the, it was, I think maybe the Marines, I think, would come to our school, mm. like, once Ooh, a year. You know? Um, yeah, the fr- <laughs> yeah. No, but, like, they would be there, like, once a year, and every time I'd be like, why are they here, you know? And there's always one kid who was way too excited to do the push-ups and stuff like that for them. And, of course, that same kid did later on become a cop, so it does make sense. Um, but now that I know this thought process, though, right? Like, now that we know, at the very least, that everyone's aware that they do these sorts of things. Sure. I'm thinking maybe it's time for a little less nationalism. <laughs> perhaps, maybe. perhaps this kind of mentality of like recruitment or whatever could still be useful in other places, right? So, uh, what kind of like what else would you want to see use this same kind of tactic, whether it's in schools or at conventions? Like, what would what is something that you haven't really ever seen a booth for, but you're like, you know, what would rule is like a booth for like. Broadway auditions. <laughs> They're like, come give us your best 16 bars and we'll tell you if in four years if we can exploit <laughs> you or not. Wait, so oh, man. It's, it's, it's still supposed to, like, the booth still oh, sucks, yeah, just not for military? They're still exploiting you. Got it. It's America. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's no... All right, well, then I'll just say no what my first thought, best thought was because I was like, oh, uh, environmental technology. Like, uh, like hmm. what's your, what's your good ideas for like saving the planet? And can we take them from you and use them <laughs> for money? Money, please. My, my first thought was teachers hmm. because it's noble, but they don't get paid. When, and now, when the do government teachers get doesn't, exploited? I don't really know. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Um, no, the government doesn't care about schools or kids or teachers. Nope. So I feel like maybe that one. This is kind of a hard question, Colin. I'm like, okay, no. Let's say I take the exploitation out. Does it make oh, okay, it any great. easier? Yes. Like, what would Improv be something... teams? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to exploit them. They are. They are exploiting. They are exploiting <laughs> you. Yeah, that's for sure. Wait, so that is still the same thing, isn't it? Wait, I just realized that. They... Wait, I'm on which side of the booth am I on? Wait a minute. Yeah. How do I get on this side? <laughs> Okay, I heard someone say a Starbucks. Uh, okay, and we need two professions. Um, no. okay. Improv performer. That's not a profession. Wait, crap. Oh god. Wait, oh oh damn shoot. It. Damn and it. Then oh, my mom's expo- right. They disappear. <laughs> it's the improv paradox. You, you yes yeah, and yourself out of existence. Completely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes and yourself out of existence. <sighs> yeah. So, um, 
No, yeah. I don't have an answer. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. I'm stupid. Um, you're not. How dare you? <laughs> All right. So um, a booth where we help Tay come up with ideas for booths. Oh, that's like great. A, like a meta booth. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. A booth where you, now I'm just thinking of booth ideas. A booth where you um, learn how to use like a video game controller so that you can look and move at the same time. Because mm. oh, it took me a really long time to that. figure that out. I feel that that is a like that is a skill that I feel like you either have it like like that yes or it takes ages mm-hmm. to yeah. master. I don't that, think there's any in between. The thing that taught me how to do it was playing a lot of Fall Guys. Weirdly, interesting. That makes sense. Actually, I can see that. I never played shooters. I don't like shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. the first time I played a video game where I had to like both pay attention to where I was looking and moving, I was like, "This sucks. Why can't I just look where I'm moving?" It's when, really so. funny to me because, like, I remember being so, like, confused by that. Like, my first time, like, having essentially, like, a 3D game, right, mm. where you could do that. And I was like, oh, this is – and it took me out of it so bad. <laughs> and then recently, you know, for a little while, you could buy uh, Mario 64 um, on the Switch. Mm. And I was like, hell yeah, I loved that game growing up. I'm going to buy it so I can play it again. You can't control the camera, really, in that game. And now I'm like, oh, you can, to be clear, but you, it's, it's specific angles. Yeah, yeah. You, mm-hmm. don't, you can't free move the camera. Mm-hmm. You don't have so, a, a separate directional pad in yellow to just do camera stuff. Right, on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but what I mean is like when you, when you move the camera there, like I, I never realized how bad the camera actually is in that game. And I was like, oh, actually, now that I think about it, how did I ever play games without <laughs> the ability to like freely look around look at the I'm, angle that yeah. I want to, yeah. Because the amount of times where you're like, okay, show me this angle, and it would just like because there's a pixel to your right, like the camera can't get there. Mm-hmm. So then he's literally just like inside Mario's head. And you're like, I, yeah. I can see my own eyeballs. Like <laughs> yeah. this is like through the back of my head. Like yeah. the, instead of the area around me, this is I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, you know, so it's so bad. Mario 64 was the first game where I was like, oh, this uh, this is too complicated for me. We're not going left to right. I'm not really sure what to do anymore. So <laughs> that's where I'm just going to set. That's a scene establishment, a timeline establishment for James. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one time I tried to play video games with my sister for Christmas one year, she got a GameCube and a PS2. So that was oh, really cool. That's a good um, year. Yeah. That is a good year. Yeah. Uh, this guy got... Um, who knows? Not that. <laughs> not, um, that. Not, not even one of them. And then she got the other one. So she got she got Mario Kart and she was probably, I don't know, 12 or something. And so she hadn't really played video games, but I had grown up playing video games because I was an only child until she came along 11 years into the whole the whole, you know, this mm-hmm. whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I was like, all right, let's play Mario Kart. And she would she would go straight and then slam hard left into the wall. Yeah. And yeah. like I was like I, that was it, I felt the same way when my kids started doing j- jigsaw puzzles. I was like <laughs> I don't know how to tell you how to do the thing I know how to do but I can't teach it to you. So right. Yes. Right. I quit. And we're not. I'm not going to do it anymore. And the kids, yeah. That's how. <laughs> like I was like. You just kind of subtly do to the do to the left, and she was like, "What do you mean?" Boom! I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's fine." That's honestly let's, how I play Mario Kart now. Play so Mario I feel Party that. or something. Yeah, it does make me think of one of the funniest TikToks I think I've ever seen. Oh, pretty recently was like okay. about like you know when you have people of different ages playing video games together, and like the kid feels very confident in their ability. This is going to go slightly differently than yours went, but there's one where like a 
a little kid has a switch and he's like so stoked to play Pokemon against like his older brother or cousin or something like that. And he's like, I know everything about like I'm gonna beat you. So like it's like a small child, like we're talking like eight years old. Right. And so he sends out a Mewtwo. And so he's like, he's essentially like, yeah, like yeah, he's so stoked. Like he's essentially flexing because he's like, I've got a Mewtwo. And he's like, okay. And so he sends out his Pokemon. And like it immediately cuts to the kid just I mean, screaming, crying, just like sobbing because like the guy just obviously just immediately whoops the kid's ass because he's like, I know how typing works. Like, you know, it's just like and like the kid being like, I've got me too. I'm undefeated. Boom. (laughs) It's that like where you're like, you're like, I don't know how to teach you like the simple concept here that like a ghost is better than what you have. Um, Yeah. It was just learn it because you die all the time and you slowly don't. You mm-hmm. figure it out. And that's it. That's why, like, the Star Wars Game Boy game, I never, or Echo the Dolphin, I never. Echo the, whoa, do you guys what know, a, I feel like that's a deep cut somehow. Yeah, it was, like, Maybe, early. Sega, not, Sega was, like, we're going to have one excellent graphic on this early, early Sega. <laughs> Single. And we're going to take it over to the Game Gear, and it's going to be the exact same. But <laughs> these games where it was, like, I, like, it has, like, a beginning part where you're just sort of playing around, but there is eventually a point where you're going to start the adventure. Mm-hmm. I never started the adventure. Cause I was like, how do I, I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to, I mean, listen, mm-hmm. echo the dolphin was great because if you wanted to swim around as a dolphin and do sweet jumps out of the water, it was the game for you. Maybe not worth the price, but if you got to play it at your cousin's house, cause it was free for you. The one, to, the one to play. There you go. There you Way go. Way better than the Barney game that I also played at my cousin's house because they were young and it was uh, yeah. a different time. It took me an embarrassing, I think, amount of time to like finally learn how to actually move on to other areas yeah. in like the classic game Jack and Daxter. <laughs> um, and I just remembered I used to have just like a grand old time, mostly just being on a beach and stuff like that, and just rolling around and like punching and like looking for things that i'd actually already found like two or three hours ago but i was like he's funny he spins you know and the little the little guy has a mouth on him he sounds kind of like joe pesci but the other guy doesn't talk at all. like this is fun like i was having a grand old time with it and then like tiny colin th- love joe yeah. pesci oh I, yeah tiny tiny yeah, i guess that's true i was like this guy's got a funny voice and like later on in life i was like i really love joe pesci and i don't know why um yeah no but like i really loved that game and i think no game has ever done a hard directional like change more than Jack and Daxter where the first one's like platforming and like kind of cutesy. And then the second and third game are like, what if this, but now the other guy does talk and he cusses and they shoot guns and you're like, whoa, what? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. The it's Riverdale like of Jack, games. Jack two was like a straight up GTA ripoff basically. And I was like, this is crazy and i loved it yeah uh anyway I, that's, that's all also i have unusable. to say about captain america the first yeah <laughs> and that's uh, the end of the captain america <laughs> i'm glad though that we got the booth ideas i feel like that's yes the, the yes, booths the booth, are gonna yes. be our lucrative yes uh next moves i think yeah that's gonna turn um, everything around <laughs> I, I want that's to what we need yeah i want to make a joke but i can't figure out how to how to structure it so i'm just gonna tell you the so punchline for it okay uh, <laughs> uh the john wilkes booth no, I don't know how I don't know how that's gonna oh. work. I don't know how that works. I don't know a guy named John Wilkes. <laughs> well, let's hear your idea. Go ahead, shoot. I don't know. God, it, yeah. I have to go. <laughs> that was good. That oh, was good. And that's the end of the podcast. I was, gonna, I was gonna say I don't know. Uh, I killed it. But, uh, I actually immediately stopped my recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. 
No, just kidding. Uh, I guess that's it. So, <laughs> um, I'll say the Excelsior then, I guess. Excelsior, bye. Um, and uh, before we do the like the goodbyes here, mm. I did just want to point out that uh, on once again, on the day of this, like where this scene happens. Mm-hmm. June 14th. Uh, same, yep. Same week. This is technically June 16th, 1943 <gasps> that I'm going to mention. But, you know, there was nothing June 14th. Uh, they actually did publish, though, a Captain America uh, number 29. Mm-hmm. And in it, uh, they once again, I'm going to give you a big guess. Like, I'm going to give you one guess as to Hitler. who they fight. Well, it's... it wasn't Hitler, but it was Nazis. Uh-huh. They do fight a bunch of Nazis in this one. Yeah. Uh, and uh, well, here's a here's a little hint about uh, number 30. They're in there, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because these books were basically just like kind of like what was happening to Steve, right? was like he was going to movies and they were like, come on down and fight in the war. You know, like, listen <laughs> right. up, gentlemen. You want to make sure that your wife has a home to come home to. Don't you, you want to make you know, a difference in your country? Yeah. Yes, you, Steve Rogers. We don't care what diseases you've had. Hey, but the guy said that I can't. <laughs> yeah, they actually the super care. That's weird. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> like, stop looking around, Stephen Rogers of one five seven, you know, Lakeley Drive. Wait a minute, like, how did we are speaking directly to you. Targeted ads are so weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Marketing god, marketing has gone too far. Um, my old friend Marky like, Zuckerberg. He's, he says, like, he's like, stop fighting that man in the alleyway. Come back in here. We're talking about the war. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's basically these Hollywood's books were just aggressive. like that. They were like trying to be like, would you like to be the next Captain Rogers? Come on down. Yeah. We won't give you a Bucky and we won't give you a shield, but we will give you a real gun. Come and on no down and do your thing. Yeah, exactly. And a lifetime of memories of just death. Yikes. Deep Whoops. PTSD. But we won't make therapy popular. Right. Or like, support then, you in any way once you get exactly. back. So like, just don't worry. Harden. When you come back, it's going to be worse. <laughs> come on down. Everyone's like, wow, I cannot wait to sign I up. I can't wait <laughs> to go to war. That sounds so great. <laughs> you, you may not like this war, but your kids are going to be affected by this for years to come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but your grandkids man. are going to call us criminals. Um, <laughs> and they'll well, be right. <laughs> Absolutely. And on that note, <laughs> and on that that's, note the <laughs> that's the end of the podcast. So, uh, Tay, before we head out, one of the things that we do sometimes at the end of episodes is we give recommendations for shows on the Scavengers Network. Uh, so, I was wondering if you would give us a recommendation for uh, your podcast. Just give us a little spiel about what it is and where people can find it. Yeah. Um, my podcast is called The Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast. I do it with my good friend Sid. Um, and it is a Boy Meets World recap podcast where I have seen every episode and she has never seen the show. So, we're going through it episode by episode and uh, just talking about the, the lessons we're learning um, as Corey meets the world. Hmm. <laughs> He's the boy. He's the boy. Yeah, Corey's the boy. <laughs> I I was gonna ask a question, but I two two, two things. Mm. One is a question. One of them is a wild happenstance. Where's okay. boy? Uh, is the no. Movie. So let me tell you the happenstance <laughs> first because this is just kind of crazy. Um. So even though my phone's on do not disturb, it still like will sometimes like light up with just like things that have like you know like notifications. Uh-huh. It just doesn't buzz. Uh. I did just get an email from the U.S. Air Force being like, hey. As graduation approaches, are you looking for a more rewarding career in healthcare administration with the U.S. Air Force? Huh. Right? So that they is heard a, us. 
Yeah, they that's Marines, for sure. So like, we can get them first. Yeah, they're like, it's wild though that like we mentioned like recruitment and they basically were immediately like, hey, what about us? Somebody um, said our name. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, no, but the other thing was hypothetically, mm-hmm. in I, I've just realized that there are maybe one of the reasons why you like this scene so much. Do you think it's because Corey is kind of Steve Rogers and uh, Sean is a little bit of Bucky? You know, I never specifically connected that, but I do love me a bromance. So Same. I think I just really like soft boys. Mm. <laughs> like you guys care about each other and that makes me happy. And that's why we had you on the show to to take compliments that you mean for a general thing and apply them and directly accidentally to me. Applied to us, yeah. Just no- <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I guess I guess you too. So. Yeah, because if you think about it, you're kind of the Bucky and I'm kind of the Steve Rogers, right? Because like you know, that's true. You're that's true. Big, tall, and strong, and I'm just like I'm, I'm just a little baby. I just pictured um, you know that thing where you hold the person's head and they're like, oh, let me get it, let me get. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could do that to me. And it's, it is embarrassing. How Wait, tall I have to ask now because we've been talking about how tall are you are. How tall are you, James? Six three. Oh my God! It's mm-hmm. <laughs> so tall. It's pretty tall. Well, James, why don't you get us out of this? Yeah. This hey. Yes. Hey. Speaking <laughs> of targeted ads, uh, we no. Tate, you did a great job. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you. I'm gonna say it on this for this movie again. Uh, Please, soon. I would mm-hmm. love this. Was this was an absolute blast? Thank you guys Absolutely. for having me. Speaking of absolute blast, we will see you when we're on a train. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I am. Who knows? Maybe. I just say things. Um, So thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you later. As always, I am James Anderson. I'm Colin Parker. I'm Tay Excelsior. Are you a fan of Boy Meets World? Do you enjoy rewatch podcasts? Well, then you should check out The Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast hosted by me, Tay. And me, Sid. It's my favorite show of all time. And I've never seen it. Each week, we're recapping a new episode of Boy Meets World, sharing bits of nostalgia and learning a wholesome lesson. Join us on our rewatch journey, won't you? School's in session every Tuesday, wherever you find your podcasts. What else do you need to know? The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.